Hey there, today's guest was referred to us from friend of the show, Karen North. A rock star with the Association for Talent Development, Adam White is an articulate and performance-driven professional with comprehensive experience in developing effective learning and development initiatives that build a culture of excellence and contribute to a high-performing, inclusive environment. Today, Adam shares with us his learning and development mixtape. Like most mixtapes, Adam chooses songs with deep relevance towards his personal learning journey, and they should resonate very well with all of you. It's a super fun episode you won't want to miss, so let's get started. They are the fabulous learning nerds, because if you're tired of the old ways of getting it done, you've got the fabulous learning nerds. Scott, Dan, and Abby are making it fun. The best ideas that you've ever heard. So everybody spread the word. They're gonna keep you with turning. The fabulous learning nerds. Fabulous learning nerds. Oh yeah! Hey everybody, welcome back to another fantastic, fantastic episode of your fabulous learning nerds. I'm Scott Chu, your host, and with me, um, my my bestest buddy. You love him. Dan Coonrod. Dan the man. Oh, yeah. Daniel. Bestest buddy. That's awesome. How you doing, Scott? You know, I, I'll be fully transparent. In my mind, I was trying to think of what Batman would say to Robin, and he didn't call him his bestest buddy. Do you remember what Batman called Robin in the 1966 Adam West series? Chum. Old chum. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm I'm Robin to your Batman. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just saying that that's what's going on, old chum. I feel more like the Red Hood. I could get behind the Red Hood. Oh, that's a deep not the cut. violent that's murder stuff, but yeah, 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 yeah. Great. How you been, old chum? Oh my God! This is this. We're here now. I've been pretty good. Fair to Midland, sir. Fair to Midland. I knew that was coming. I was waiting for it. That's good. I'm glad that was you're... like volleyball. I, I set up. There was the spike. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's our. That's my job, right? We set it up and spike at home. That's what all good <laughs> leaders should do. I'm gonna set you up. You spike at home. That's kind of how it, it always works, old chum. Yes. I'm gonna call you old chum this oh entire episode. It's gonna be great. I'm yeah. gonna. We're gonna we're gonna have no I don't I don't think we should do that to our audience. You don't think so? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. That being said, um our catwoman is here. Uh you love her, Abby Dawson. Hey Abby. Hey Scott. I know, right? This is a very unique episode already, <laughs> and we haven't even got it started. Just cool. So question of the day, like which cat woman is your favorite? You're not going to like this, but I couldn't name one if I had to. I could <gasps> put a gun to my head. No yeah. way. Oh, I know. This is when our friendship is tested. That's all right. <laughs> Julian, you are, you are the Julie Newmar of the podcast. And anybody that understands that will totally get to it. So um, how has your week been? It's good. It was it was kind of busy. Uh, finally got some rain here in Nashville, so it was good. Rain is good. Hey, folks, we're super excited because um, we're not alone this week. We happen to have very special guests with us. Uh, his name is Mr. Adam White, and we're going to get to know all about Adam in our 
segment that we call What's Your Deal? Hey, man. What's your deal? Adam. Good morning. What's your deal, my friend? Great. Well, actually, so before I jump into my deal, um, the funny thing is, is my name's Adam White. But growing up, I was called Adam West so many times. So I just became used to answering to Adam West and telling people I'm not Batman. Um, so I guess if we're thinking about this today, does this make me Alfred today on the call? On the podcast? If you want to be we, Alfred, then Batman and Robin. And he's Kat. the one that kept everything together. And I think that you're going to do a great job of that. So proceed, my friend. Thank you. So good. Hello, everybody. Again, my name is Adam White. Um, I've been working in this field of learning and development, since, I like to say, since the turn of the century. And this makes me feel, I don't know, more classical or just very old. Um, but I actually was um, started in public education. I actually became, you know, before edXit became a, a, a hashtag, I was a former public school teacher. Um, I didn't coach football or basketball, so there's probably no way I was getting a job in social studies or history. So I uh, took a job um, working on learning and development. I uh, started in a call center for about three months, and the head of training found out that I had an education degree. And lo and behold, I um, got into this amazing field that we work in today. So within the last 20 years, I've done everything from instructional design. I remember the first time I thought it was really cool, I designed an e-learning, which was somebody reading over a PowerPoint. I thought it was the most amazing thing. And now I know it's... It seems like it should belong in the Smithsonian to, um, you know, where I am today. Um, I've worked through, through several different industries um, to where I'm leading learning teams now. And, um, you know, the one thing, the one common thread throughout it all is my desire and passion to make people better. Um, so whether it's people that are in the organization or the people that are, are part of the, the learning team or just people in the learning community. I'm very actively involved with the Association for Talent Development, ATD. So whatever I can do to make people better learners or better supporting learners. Um, that's my deal. Fantastic. Um, and you're just proving the point that learning people are great people for the most part. And I totally, totally love it. And I'm super excited with what you're going to be talking about today. I, I love the spin you're going to give our audience. I think we're going to get some great stuff out of that. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into our topic of the week, shall we? Okay, the topic of the week this week, my L&D mixtape. Adam. Yes. What do you mean by that? Your L&D mixtape. I'm very <laughs> curious. So one of the things I realized throughout my career is, uh, you know, I wrote this note down actually about a few months ago that's sitting on my, my monitor at home and it says, how did L&D become the AV club of organizations? Where I feel like we have become, and I don't know if this I is just. That. I love it you. so much. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and this is no, this is no slight to any AV club alum speaking for my, you know, as myself. Uh, but you know, how have we always become the ones that just have been pushed to the side? We're told what we need to do, what we need to provide, what services people need, but they don't ask us for our expertise or our where we need to be. And throughout these twenty plus years that I've worked in this field. I realized that I had to do some, you know, personal journeys to make my, my professional journey better. Um, and to more importantly, how do we get that seat at the table? Because one of the things that I realized, and I'm sure, I mean, raise your hand if you've been um, worked with a business partner and they said, I want a class of, the, I want to pull everybody off the, you know, into a classroom for four hours to teach them all of this. I see hands up here. And if you're actually listening to this and raising your hand, more power to you. I believe you that you're actually raising your hand because I... <laughs> can't see you and neither can anybody of us. We're not that cool to see everybody because that'd be weird. Um, so um, 
so what I what I wanted to do and what I want to share with with our listeners is, you know, the, some of the lessons that I've had to learn to get that seat at the table, but the confidence I had to build in myself. Now, preparing for this, I actually listened to some some of our past podcasts, and um, we had somebody that's dueling pianos. But a lot of people I know that are very musically inclined. Uh, my musical talent begins and ends at pressing the Apple Music icon on my iPhone. That's about it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not musically talented at all. Fun fact, and I can't believe I'm sharing this with everybody in in uh, fabulous learning nerd land. But uh, I was in two musicals in high school, and I had a lip sync through both of them. Uh, yes, I was that bad. <laughs> You're not alone, Adam. I I tried to be in the band in junior high, and it finally, after six months of cycling me through instruments for the the winter concert, they put me on the triangle and told me to fake it, to fake the triangle. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to get this off topic, but how do you fake the triangle? Like, do you hold it you real tight so it doesn't ring? <laughs> you stand in the back to the side. <laughs> you can't That's play it. a triangle? Oh my God. <laughs> I can't play anything. <laughs> I took years of piano too. I'm getting us totally off topic. I'm going to give it back to Adam, but yes. <laughs> no, fake the triangle is now up there in my mind with sweep the leg from the karate kids <laughs> can i go back to the ab jock comment and then we can move forward with your music analogy what a great oh analogy wait 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 before we go back before we go back it's fantastic just take a moment to appreciate fake the triangle and sweep the leg like that's amazing <laughs> That's going on a shirt. I'm going to leave this. I'm going to go tell my kid. I'm going to tell my wife. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll put it on a shirt. That's great. But I love the AV jock analogy because it's so true. Like, you only call your AV jock, and I am one, right? Um, when poop hits the fan, right? Like, it's not working. I need an AV jock in here, right? So you come in, you fix it. If they had just had us there to begin with, everything would have been fine. You would have had a great experience from the get, right? And then what's even more funny, so this is a complete aside, I'm in a spin class and the AV isn't working the way it should. So like half the speakers are working and and I, at the end of class, I, I went up to the instructor and said, I'm an AV jock. Can I look at the system? And she's like, yeah, because she didn't know. She had no idea. Oh, it was only plugged in halfway. So I plugged it in all the way. Like electronics are funny. You got to give it all the power you want, right? So here's the the interesting, funny thing about that. Like they move <laughs> some things around to prevent some of that. And, you know, you got to be in the center for, you know, get feedback and all stuff. She shows up the next day. I show up the next day. And she's like, oh, I was so afraid that everything was going to go wrong. Why? I'm here in your class and you know it, right? So this idea of seat at the table, having table stakes, being a trusted partner, really important. But I still feel like leaders still like, oh, I don't know. I'm still so afraid. Why? I've got you. So anyway, back to your musical analogy. Um, yes, uh, fake the triangle, all in it. You know, as I was you know, collaborating with all of you to think about what to present today and thinking about this, this post-it note sitting on my desk and listening to music. Uh, you know, I, I always try to analogize my life to different things and different points. And we do this with music and songs. We have our own favorite songs and they all have different meanings to us. 
So what I wanted to share with all of us today was just um, how, how some of the, the lyrics and songs that have been stuck in my head really helped me get that seat at the table and to be more proactive and to work with learning, work with uh, business partners to really understand the value of what we can do as learning and development leaders uh, to, to make organizations better and people better. Give us some of those songs. Lay the knowledge down, Adam. Let's go. Great. So, so I'm not going to sing, but the first lyric that always sticks to my head, and this is a lesson I had to learn early on in my professional career, was um, talk less, smile more. So once I started listening to Hamilton and the song Aaron Burr, sir, um, now everybody's going to have these little um, you know things stuck in their head, which is awesome. But, you know, just having that opportunity to listen and be curious. And this is something that actually is part of my practice daily. And I didn't realize it's been a part of my practice since I was a kid, you know, whether it was from taking apart toasters as a child to figure out how it worked to almost being thrown out of English class for questioning my English teacher on what, how she knew what a poet from the 17th century was actually saying in a poem. But uh, it was just more or less just I needed to be more curious, but I needed to find a way to do it without opening my mouth. So I needed to find a way to lean in. And, talk, and listen a little bit more to hear what the problem truly is. And I think that's where this talk less, smile more really has, has kept become part of my practice. And now it's uh, something as a parent, you know, I try to do more as trying to learn why my, why my, my kid or the, or the kids that I'm coaching are, are acting and performing a certain way. So I could really understand what I need to do to be able to provide them a better lesson. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I totally agree with the, uh, the, the talk less, smile more. I, you know, I, I like to talk. I'm talking right now. And now that I've said I'm super aware of it, but it, it, it's a lot of L&D folks like to talk. And yeah, that makes like total sense. Like just like pause, think about what you're going to say. Don't jump into the whole thing. Yeah. That's great. And thanks for being vulnerable and sharing that, Dan. And I think it ties in well to one of the other songs that I have in my playlist, which is, you know, sharing my love for musicals. So I thank my parents for, for introducing me to musicals as a child. Um, but from Annie, get your gun. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. So how many of us have been in those L&D, working with L&D collaborators and feeling that they know it's better, but even business partners who have been doing this for years and they think they could, you know, slapping 77 words on a PowerPoint, on, you know, 78 PowerPoint slides is actually learning. And they feel just because they have the subject matter expertise, um, that actually is learning. And I feel like, you know, so many times we've been put into those corners or we feel like we have to adapt to that. But how do we actually work with business partners to really understand not just you know, we can help them find a better way to get that information out to better better suit their audience. Um, not everybody learns the same way. And we all know that. I'm sure between the four of us, we all learn differently. So how can we ensure that, you know, subject matter expertise, whether it's ours from a talent development side or theirs from a business side, that we're really not um, we're really not trying to thump our chest and do what's better and proclaiming we're better. That, that is so learn. true. And it really speaks to something that I've been learning about and trying to focus on, which is this whole idea of humility, right? And I'm discovering, same with you, Adam, like, here's my idea, folks. Blow it apart, right? Just take this idea and let's make it better. And if I have that kind of attitude, not only do I get quicker and better buy-in, but I honestly get a better end product because sometimes they do blow it all to hell. And if if that's the case, like at the end of the day, I think we all want the same thing. I want a program that will achieve desired results and have both personal and business impact. That's great. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of success with. Um, it took me a long time to learn how to like get 
at, at the table. And one of the things I found was really helpful was instead of offering solutions, offering to help. Um, it's a small shift, but going from a place of going, I could put together this for that for your initiative and it would accomplish this and blah, blah, blah. I would take a step back and just raise my hand and go, I would love to help with that project. I think I could add some value. Please, you know, think of me when it, when you guys start putting it together. Made a huge difference. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Abby. Because you know, it's that vulnerability piece too, which is which is huge. And you know, with within the last you know three or four years, I've been spending a lot of time you know introspectively looking at vulnerability and how I can be more vulnerable. And this song that popped into my head, you know, I'm going to go a little you know old school email with this is you know, boys don't cry by by the cure. If you if you're familiar with that, you know, because boys don't cry <laughs> and. Um, I think just the music in that song is just so great because it gets stuck in your head over and over and over again. Um, but I had to learn to be more vulnerable. You know, you know, okay, sometimes I am a crier. I'll get that. I'll admit that. I'll be proud to admit that to all of our listeners. But I have to be more vulnerable. I have to realize that I have to take the arrogance and ego out of this too and realizing that um, there are some... I'm originally from New England, so part of my phrase, there's some wicked smart people out there that we work with that don't work <laughs> in learning and development. Uh, so uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not apologizing for being from New England. I'm, I love being from New England, but the accent does come back. Um, but what I was getting at is, um, you know, we need to be more vulnerable and understand that I'm not the smartest person in the room. I realize that uh, I might be the smartest person on my team. So if, I, if I'm leading a team of learning of learning professionals, there's somebody that might have a better idea than me. And I have to realize I need to be more vulnerable to that. And he also be more vulnerable to the business also to my business partners to ensuring that like, like it was Scott just said, they have some really great ideas too, just because they don't have that, that learning and development title or they don't work in that silo or whatever it may be. doesn't mean they're not great. I'm sure all of us are great at other things that in our professional lives that don't sit directly in our professional lives in our, in our job description, excuse me. You know, as you're talking about like vulnerability and stuff, and and like how it relates to leadership i i couldn't agree more uh having been fortunate enough to have been a leader and uh, for like learning and development teams i can't tell you what a difference it makes to like look at people and just be like okay hey i've got this wrong-headed idea somebody somebody check me on it somebody uh, does this sound right or just be like hey guys i did this thing and i goofed and i want to tell you guys about it now rather than like wait and hope that maybe it never comes up and what a difference it makes between being a boss and a leader so i love that we all have those moments where we suck and admitting it you know <laughs> I, I you know i i mean i i tell this to my daughter um, i have a 10 year old daughter and i tell her this all the time is the only way we get better is by realizing what we did wrong and tomorrow's going to be a better day we learn from our mistakes you know and watching her you know grow as you know as as an as a you know, as a person, but as an athlete, as a student, you know, just realizing that, you know, tomorrow's a new day. And, you know, if you made a mistake, own it, and we'll find a way to correct it together. And I think that's the whole collaboration piece, too. Yeah, I, I've i learned that um, when I'm in a job interview or considering a role, I always say I'm a collaborative worker. And I take a few minutes to explain what I mean by that, because it's overused and misused. Um, but true collaboration is a complete, it's, it's not a handoff, like, oh, we're working today together because when I finish my part, I'm going to hand it to you. It's, that's, it's not it. It's not a daisy chain. It's a, hey, will you look at this and make sure it's right? And if it's not, will you tell me? And oh, thank you. And now it's better overall. Um, it's, it's a real missing piece in a lot of organizations. It is. And I like to think about that too, Abby, is like, you know, 
I'm sticking with this whole music thing is like we have like we work in this collaborative mosh pit. And if you've ever truly been in a mosh pit, you know, if people think, assume a mosh pit's just like everybody trying to knock each other over, but there's a science and there's a method and there's a process to work together in that mosh pit. And I feel like that's, that's collaboration in my mind. Um, you know, I've got plenty of, you know, proverbial scars from, from not being that way in the workplace. And I've got some scars from being in mosh pits that, that aren't that way also, you know, but if we truly find a way that to, to work together, <laughs> you know, and realize that there is a science to this and a method to, to really making sure that we all are doing best for everybody, you know, we all can work together and learn from one another and support one another. So what are some other songs on your mixtape? This is great. This is great. So I think, um, yeah, a couple of I'll post some couple of profound ones out here right now. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we hear from from all of this is I go back to erasure, um, a little respect. Just give a little respect to me, you know. And when I think about me, I'm not just talking about me, but just the learning and development field at all. I think that's one of the things we we've all agreed to is that we've all been in those moments where, you know, L and D doesn't get the love that it needs to be. You know, I've been told that my my first day. So I talked about how I got into the field. My first day sitting down with my first training manager, he says to me you know, welcome to the team. I know this is, you know, you have a background in education. I'm going to help you be successful, but just be aware that at the time of any economic downturn, we're the first people to go. And then, you know, fast forward 18 months, I'm in his office again, and he's giving me the, remember that speech I told you, you know, here's your box, get ready to go. And I think four times now in my career, I've been, you know, been part of economic downturns, but, you know, we need to have a little bit of respect for what we do in the field. Um, a little bit of respect because we do we do bring value to the business. We may not be revenue you know revenue generating directly, but we all are revenue generating and customer experience you know indirectly. We are we're we're changing the world, and people just hopefully can see you know that value. So we need a little bit more respect. Oh my gosh, so true. I what I like to tell people is one of my favorite parts of my job is you learn about everything that's happening in the business. But the business never seems to recognize that. And they think that we're so easy to replace. I'm like, we have so much knowledge. Do you understand that we've written trainings for every part of your business, every one of your processes? We know all of your systems. We know everyone who talks to who. How are you going to replace that? Not overnight. But but uh, unfortunately, there is this um, belief that we are just... Uh, cogs in a wheel <laughs> we're just not say <laughs> we're just overhead we're a line on a balance sheet i can't tell you how many how many learning development organizations i've been part of or i've been adjacent to that like get this underdog mentality oh we're underdogs we're these scrappy underdogs and so we got to fight 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 and we're always gotta like get into it uh, a team i was part of at one point i was like i was like we're not the underdogs we're damn professionals we're good at our jobs we do amazing work this isn't like, it isn't luck that, you know, we trained all these people and they can do this stuff now. It's because of hard work, effort, and knowledge. And so, yeah, like definitely like L&D is, is worthy of respect. It is, it is a science. And uh, yeah, sorry. I just get on, I get on the soapbox about like underdogism and learning and development. I'm just going to be <laughs> quiet because I'll just go off. But yeah. Adam, do you think that's changing a little bit? Like, I feel like now more than ever, it's changing. We need to be confident in who we are and what we bring. And that confidence will translate into value. But I'm really curious, Adam, do you believe that that's changing? I believe it is changing. I think organizations are starting to change because I think the leadership and leaderships in the organizations are changing too. So, if, you know, as, as we are seeing, you know, generations replace generations in the workplace, 
uh, you know, we have people that are coming in with more empathy and more understanding and how people like to learn and develop. I think it's not being seen as just as a, as a bottom line anymore or as an expenditure. It's being seen as this is something that can support our value and cultures in the organization. I think that's the big piece, Scott, that, that, that really needs to happen. That sweet part, that sweet spot of where does, you know, learning, um, performance management and the organizational culture all have that, like that Venn diagram overlap to really ensure that, you know, the show that we do bring value and we are, we are seen as, you know, the success, you know, to bring, we do bring success to the organization and we're not just seen as a check the box because I've many organizations, you know, I'm sure, you know, that mold is being changed also too, where learning is not just a check the box thing. You know, I work in a financial institution now and it's, you know, heavily regulated. So how do we get out of this world of, of learning is just to check the box, do those annual compliance trainings that we are actually the conduit to make the organization better, to retain people, to make people happy, to, to you know, grow some, you know, lifetime relationships. I think that's, it is starting to change. And I think people really are starting to see the value of, of developing. And also that, uh, you know, we're not the underdogs. We are truly collaborative business partners. Well, workplace is already changing. I mean, we're seeing that, right? The great resignation and a lot of change. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about emotional intelligence and psychological safety and the importance of training leaders and the importance of coaching. I really feel like now more than ever, our value is incredibly high. And I firmly believe that if you've got to have confidence around your value and you got to be talking about it and you got to be pushing it and you got to be challenging people on it because now is the time. Because if not, that revolving door of the new modern workplace is just going to keep spinning. And that's going to affect so many things. Like we have the biggest opportunity that we've ever had in L&D, in my humble opinion. And I just really feel like everybody should continue to go for it. Um, and that'll lead to great things like great things are coming, folks. You got to believe it. If you don't believe it, get on that train, believe great things are coming. Great things will come. That's a great, great, um, you know, segue into the next song that I have on my list, which is, um, when it's time to change, you've got to rearrange who you are and who you're going to be. And Scott, you know what this is from. What is this from? I saw your head. It's so you from jumped. the Brady Bunch. Oh my God. <laughs> And it was yes, it was the one had the changing voice, like he lost his voice because he's going Peter, and he was went Peter, do change because he couldn't yes. sing, and oh my gosh, oh, it's fantastic. But Scott, you set that up so well because I think that's you know from an organizational perspective, we have to start if we have if organizations aren't starting to make that pivot now to you know adapting to a new workforce, adapting for new ways to work, and also for us to provide new ways to have people learn how um, we are seen as consultants to the business, much like they would bring on a third, you know, it's funny, I've worked with organizations that bring in third parties to help with OD. And I'm just like, hey, that's what I do. That's what the degree on the wall says that I do. So why not come talk to us if the organizations, you know, really see the value in what we do, we need to, they need to start changing and evolving and seeing the value that we do bring to make the business better, how we can really support the culture, mission and vision of the organization to retain our employees, but also ensure that they are growing. We're providing the right tools and resources to help them grow and develop. Yeah, I've said this many times. Personal development and business impact are not mutually exclusive. You could do both at the same time. We can focus on improving our employees and improving our leadership, and it will directly affect our business outcomes versus like, hey, make sure people know how to do this one thing. Like we, You can do both, folks. And so, yeah, change is good. And I think we also bring some awareness that sometimes the business doesn't have. Uh, for instance, like I've worked for companies that want to shift what they're selling. They want to sell to a new audience or a new product. And I 
have the uncomfortable position, but also valuable position, raising my hand and go, hey, uh, not only are your people not trained to do that, but you don't have the right people to do that. Like you hired people with these skills. I know that because you told me so that I could build a training for those skills. And now you want them to have different skills and that's not who these people are. Um, People who have good relationship with L&D, I found, are very willing to listen to that. People who think of us as a service are like, why are you even raising your hand at this point? But (laughs) I think um, we really have a place of expertise um, when it comes to things are changing. Are we ready? Um, I can be ready, but you've got to give me the right resources. And um, when people are willing to listen to me, it makes a huge difference. Right. And Abby, I think that, that that bleeds well into, um, you know, the next song that I have on my list or one of the songs I have on my list. Um, number nine, number nine, number nine, if you know, revolution number nine by the Beatles, because it's that monotony. We keep on repeating ourselves over and over and over again. And, and we have going back to something you said earlier, Abby, is that we have such an insight into the business. We have such that vision, that zoom outlook because we're touching so many people and we, we are, we're, we're listening to the front line because they're in our classes. Or, you know, we see we're working, we see this project and this project and those two silos aren't even talking to one another. So we see all these different connections. But I feel like there's times uh, in our world that we're, we're not listened to. And we keep, we're repeating ourselves and say, hey, we, we talked about this. And then six months later, somebody else has that idea. And I'm actually going through this right now is that's, you know, somebody's pitching this, this great idea and they happen to find, a, a, you know, the, the fast pass to the CEO and got it that way. I'm like, well, didn't I say that like a year ago? And why do I keep on repeating my and three months ago and six months ago? So how do I get that? You know, how do we get to that point where we're not just repeating ourselves over and over and over again? And people actually do take us seriously because we, we are some wicked smart people. We have a great, a great unique lens on how we look at business, the business. We may not have the MBAs on the wall. We might not have the, you know, the executive leadership series that we've gone to or, or whatever it may be, but we, we, are pretty valuable. And I think that's, that's where we need to have, um, you know, a little more faith. The business needs to have a little more faith. So there's a great other song too. So go back to like my eighth grade dance, you know, George Michael was really starting to become popular, you know, faith, you know, or you could think of the episode of the office when, you know, it was a broccoli Rob versus um, Andy, you know, battle on the word on faith, but because you got to have faith, you know, it's that we have to have the business has to have faith in what we're saying and what we're bringing. Yeah. But also, we need to have faith in ourselves, too, because I'm sure we've all had those moments where we feel downtrodden and we feel like we're beaten up because we get told no and those doors get shut in our face from a business perspective. But if we keep on coming up you know, keep on trying to swing and, you know, we keep on trying to, you know, you know, hit it out of the park or at least get on base, we know we have that's we're going to keep on having faith in ourselves and getting better at what we're doing. And sooner or later, we'll, we'll be at the table all the time. Yeah, I have. I have a small example of that, and um, it's it's silly unless you really understand. It. And you worked in call centers, so you'll probably get this. There's a project I've been working on recently um, where they're creating a new um, system flow for some um, sellers who work out of a call center environment. And at some point in this in the sales process, um, our team has to notify the seller, "Hey, a piece is ready, and you need to go tell the customer." They were trying to replicate a process that's used for door-to-door reps, and they would send a text message to door-to-door reps. Makes sense. They have cell phones. They're out in the field. They're independent. And um, I'm listening to them plan this piece out, and this is a crucial notification. Like if they if the seller doesn't know about it, delaying it could jeopardize the entire sale. And I was like, should I raise my hand and say something because 
call center reps can't get SMS. Like that's not a good, reliable technology notification for a call center person. And I was like, surely somebody's thought about this. And I was like, well, I'll say something if they tell me it's handled, whatever. Raised my hand. I was like, guys, I think we need to make sure that a call center rep can get an SMS message. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, call centers usually don't let people have cell phones on the floor. Like it's just not a normal thing. And it's just one of those things where it's small, but we have this experience. It had nothing to do with my degree. It had to do with, I've been in the business for a long time and built a lot of trainings for call center reps. And I was like, you guys got to have us in the room. (laughs) This is not a training thing, but training people know. And you bring up a really good point too, insofar as having the courage to actually say something. Um, I was taught a long time ago that to call that yapping up. You guys know what I mean by yapping up? <laughs> Ooh, I get to tell my story. Horton hears a who. Yes. You guys read the story, Horton hears a who, right? So Horton the elephant is holding onto Whoville, living on the edge of a dandelion, right? And they're all trying to make this noise so that they can be heard. And the last person to actually break through the silence is little Sally Yoo-Hoo. And what does she say to break through? Yap. And so the whole idea there is, hey, sometimes we need a yap. We just need that one little, hey, to call center reps at phones. <laughs> yap. <laughs> Right? Like, oh my gosh, that'd be like this aha moment. But if you don't say that, Abby, we spend hundreds of hours developing something with no value and you go right into the boiling hot water and die. Right? So, folks, yop it up. Be sure to be talking about those things that uh, maybe you were afraid to talk about. Have that courage. Um, talk, yop it up. Okay, I'm done preaching. Let's go to the next song. And, you know, Scott, that brings up a great, a great, uh, another one I have on my list, which is another musical. And it's the last musical I'll use today is one of the, that, that first musical I had a lip sync through, um, which was damn Yankees. Um, and I, I'm a big Red Sox fan, so I don't like the Yankees. That's the reason I jumped on. Um, but, um, <laughs> but there's a song in there about, called heart and you got to have heart. And I think that's the big thing is, you know, for Abby to be able to speak up and say that she had to have heart, she had faith in herself, she had to have heart, and she was able to say that. And I think that's one of the things that we we can't be afraid as L&D leaders uh, to, and I say we're all leaders, whether we're, we have direct reports or don't, we're all leaders in this world. And I feel like we all need to have that little bit of, we need to have that heart to speak up and be courageous and say what we need to say, because we're not doing it from a point of, we're trying to, you know, I'm sure at, when Abby said that, she wasn't doing it from a point where she was, you know, thumping her chest and pointing her finger down and saying, you know, you didn't think about that. And, you know, oh, snap, you know, you're wrong. But for, maybe you were. I doubt it, though. You don't seem like that type of person, Abby. But it's <laughs> it, it's it's from a place of, you know, I have I believe in myself and I believe in what we need to do what's best for our people. So you had heart to be able to get up there and still swing and, and feel like you had a voice. So, uh, you know, kudos to you. I'm proud of you. So we all have heart and make sure that we keep that with us. Um, and I have two more things that I want to share with you. Um, and I think it goes back to one of the things that we're really starting to see in our world too, is we're starting to think how we could think about learning as being more agile, you know, as you know, this project management methodology is really starting to shift in the last 10, 15 years from this waterfall approach to, you know, this world of agile. And from our perspective, we need to do the same thing from learning also. Um, and I have a song, an old Billy Preston song, will it go around in circles? And you know, the line is, will it go, will it go around in circles? Will it fly high like a bird up in the sky? And I think that's one of the things that we need to do is that as we're looking at learning, 
we have an opportunity to fail fast. We have the opportunity to try something out and making sure that, you know, everything that we do doesn't have to be perfect. And if you're working in that world, um, in L&D, where you think everything in, in your package, you know, you're going to wait for everything to develop perfect. I'll tell you right now, I'm sure we all could agree, the business is gonna wait, isn't going to wait for you. You know, the, the, the product launch date is not going to wait for you. And I think that's one of the things, you know, a lesson learned early in my career is when I did have that seat in the table, project, you know, a project's going to be pushed out an extra month because training wasn't ready. You know, you didn't allow us the opportunity to have training ready. You know, the opportunity to, to, to try things out, to, to experiment, to do little things, you know, whether in a pilot or just, you know, even provide us, you know, I like to say the ingredients to bake our cake of learning ahead of time. So it'll give us the opportunity to, to try things out, to experiment a little bit with learning as we're developing the project, much like, you know, you're doing that with the project you're actually developing. Learning works the same way. We're just seen as, you know, we're just seen as, you know, I always like to say is that, um, and I'm sure there's no sponsors on this on the show, so apologize to Keebler. But you know, um, we don't we don't. I don't know of any learning organization, including Keebler, that has a tree of Keebler elves in the back. They're developing learning within like 30 seconds. No, it doesn't work that way. We've all been in that world where it's like, okay, great. You know, here's our project. You know, to develop learning to launch. You know, on Tuesday, and it's Friday afternoon. We can't work like that. We need to experiment, and we need to try things out as we start developing because not everybody learns the same way, and especially in this new working world where the majority of our, you know, if we're looking at people working virtual or working hybrid or working all hours of the day or through different time zones, how do we get learning out to all of them that is really, you know, impactful and meaningful and is going to be able to change the bottom line? Yeah, my my boss, who I love right now. Um, she had two like leading principles for our team because we all kind of started at the same time. And she said, one, we will not be precious with our content. We will adapt it, share it, do it, do what we need to do with it to be effective. And two, done is better than perfect. And she, those two principles working together have made us incredibly flexible and effective. And, um, she really has a willingness to say, try it. Um, so hundred percent believe in everything you just said because I've seen it work. That's awesome, Abby. Thank you for sharing also. And my last lyric that I had up here is more personal. If we think about all of these things that we've discussed, that the four of us have discussed and those that are listening and really can start, you know, taking inside and, and making part of your own, you're going to shine like a sunbeam. And that's from Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. I have to throw a little Beastie Boys in <laughs> here too. That's um, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that, that we think with that lyric, it's just thrown in there, gonna shine like a sunbeam. And I think about that every day because there are those days when we have those meetings with business partners and we get the door slammed in our face or we're being told that we're wrong. But we need to make sure that we're doing what's best to shine like a sunbeam. We're not going to let them, you know, rain in our parade. I guess there's another song but from another musical, but I said no more musicals. So um, <laughs> we're going to stick with the Beastie Boys and going to shine like a sunbeam. You know, I do my best to 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 show up daily to the team that I'm supporting, to the business, you know, to my business partners um, as the best that I can be. And there's those days where, you know, I don't feel like doing that. And there's those, those, those times where I feel like I'm, I'm mentally checked out or emotionally checked out because of things going on in my personal life or just things in general. And we all have those days. Um, you know, I try to find a way to, um, to show up that way. I, I ask, I implore all of you to try to do the same thing too, to one another, just in life in general. Uh, you know, I, there's so many of us that are, are, you know, so many of us that are listening that are probably either transferring in into the learning and development for the first time. Let's support one another. Let's find a way to shine like a sunbeam to somebody else too. Uh, I made some great connections, you know, through LinkedIn and we'll share my LinkedIn information shortly. 
but I, that's how I that's how I find the fabulous learning nerds, and that's how Abby I think found me. So um, you know, just just do just be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, more importantly, and be kind to others also. To find a way to shine like a sunbeam daily to make everybody's lives better. Um, if you can just change one person's life, especially in the world that we're living, the world that we're living in, but just the profession that we're working in, um, then you know your day is going to end great. You're going to have sun throughout that entire day. And I guess it's going to be a sunshine day. We'll end another Brady Bunch song. But there you go. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> so, that a partridge family though? So yeah. It's a sunshine day. Is part no. <laughs> it's is it? No, that's Brady Bunch. Is it Brady Bunch? It, yes, yes, it is. That was um. That's. A, Yes, it is. That's the song that they went on the show as a silver platters to win money to pay for the platter for the parents' anniversary. I'm, the Brady Bunch is like my favorite show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. Let's see. We've got, we started it. off with classic Batman, and then we've been in Brady Bunch. So this is like the 1960s like TV 70s. hour, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But let's not forget Beastie Boys, which I think, first of all, would make a fantastic musical. Fair. And I don't know why. Yes. Like, can we manifest that? But... <laughs> But, um, yeah, I'll tell you one thing I've learned from doing this show. Um, I think this show has really changed my professional life. And one thing I didn't even realize I was missing before I did it was it's so easy in L&D to feel like you are small and that you don't have a bigger community outside of, like, the people you work with. And most L&D teams are small. Your point, we're not... There's no tree full of elves. It's like it's very few people trying to get a lot done. and. Um, Doing this show has made me realize there are so many more people out there thinking all the same thoughts, having the same struggles, and um, reaching out and trying to meet those folks and talk to them. That has changed my professional life. It has um, enriched it in a lot of ways, but um, given me a lot of confidence and given me so many people that when I am having a day where I don't feel sunny, I know there's somebody out there who will have an idea or share a thought um, that that makes me feel better um, and people I can go to and just say, I just need kind of to dump on you today so that you can help me feel like I'm not losing my mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I 100%. That, that's great. I mean, one of the things I mentioned earlier is um, I'm actively involved in the Association for Talent Development or ATD, or if you're old school, it's still ASTD, depending on how old the materials that you have are. Uh, but, you know, from a uh, um, ATD, especially in the United States, has over 90 chapters, local chapters. So that's a great opportunity, too. Um, I'm serving as our past president for the chapter. I, I, never, I don't think I mentioned where I live and from. I live in, I live in um, Hummelstown, Pennsylvania, which is right outside the sweetest place on earth, Hershey. And, uh, you know, our, I'm the past president of the Central Pennsylvania chapter. Uh, and I actually now support on a on a national level six other chapters throughout the United States um, to ensure that that they're providing the best resources for their chapter members. But again, that that's our community. I mean, you have not just virtual communities, but you know, as people are starting to get out and, and engage more with people in public, you know, especially over the last two and a half years, um, look for a local chapter. Also, if you could you could hit me up via email or via LinkedIn, I could help you with that also. But we have a um, there are fabulous learning nerds all throughout the place and all throughout the world, all throughout the United States and whether listening or through our, our, our communities, there's people that I, my, one of my daughters failed hockey coaches. Uh, I, we were talking about something one day and I asked her what she did, you know, when she wasn't coaching and she's like, Oh, I, I work in, I work in, I do instructional design. I'm like, Oh really? And I was like, you know, and I started like, you know, you know, spouting some of our, our, you know, our learning nerd terminology at her. And she's like, 
how do you know about this stuff? I'm like, I do the same thing. And she was like, and she was like are you serious? I'm like, yes, I do. So, and we realized we had some connections, um, but yeah, it's, um, there's so many of us around and um, let's find a way to support one another, whether in person, whether virtually, and, you know, we'll make the world a better place for you and me. We are the oh, world. Oh, another song great. for the mixtape right <laughs> yep. there. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And learning is somewhere people land. I don't think a lot of people plan on becoming someone in L&D. You don't go to school for it so much. I mean, there's more now, but I know when I was in college, I never knew. It was like you become a teacher or you go into some other professional career. So um, finding that community is probably something that helps a lot of people understand where they landed. <laughs> exactly. I'm really curious, Daniel, Abby, do you have any songs to add to the mixtape? You know what? I This is going to sound so dorky. Okay. Um, you know, Eminem's song where he's like, um, like, don't miss your shot or whatever. Like this lose is yourself. your, yes. yeah, lose yourself. Um, I use that to like psych myself up when I know I'm going to have to go into a meeting and speak up. This is, this is a make or break for me. It's something I believe in. I've got to go pitch it. I, I, I use that a lot. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh, you put me on the spot. Uh, now all the songs have fled my brain. My music tastes are weird, so I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like, I, uh, uh, no, I don't have anything that comes off the top of my head. Uh, wow. Now I feel like a dork. <laughs> While I was thinking, I had to think of my answer before I asked the question because I'm not that guy. Right? I don't want to be that guy. Cheater. Yeah, I'm a cheater. But I really think from a thematic perspective, No Day But Today from Rent. So I'm going to go back to musicals. Ooh, and that song makes me great. cry. That's good. But it's so important. Sometimes we get caught up in the, well, this is the way we always did it. Like, no, forget it. Or we worry, like, what am I going to be doing tomorrow? I don't know. I mean, well, that's important, too. But it's now. Now is what counts, right? So now and what we do in today and how we worry about and how we focus and how we manifest what happens today is so important. Like Every day, I got to make the most out of today. And when I get up the next day, like, Day is what's important. So um, today, I, I'm going to thank Adam for just being awesome. Anyway, Adam, thank you so much for uh, coming out and being awesome and giving everybody uh, some things to think about, some awesome things to be chatting about. And I'm totally with you on this building a community. That's one of the things that we want to do here at the Fabulous Learning Nerds. Um, and if you're a learning nerd like us, you're going to want to go ahead and be supportive and be part of that. So with that, Adam, uh, could you please do us a favor and, and let everybody know how they can get in touch with you? Sure. You could find me on LinkedIn. It's uh, my, my handle is Adam S. White, just all one word. Um, you could email me. My email is, uh, I'm really creative here, Adam S. White at Comcast.net. So just drop me a line. Whatever I can do to you know help you become a better learning professional, that's, what I, that, that's my gig right now is I want to make sure I can do whatever I can to make people as best as they can be, you know, I, I get paid to do that on my day job, and I like to do that, you know, outside of work too. Um, so whatever I can do to anybody listening to make them better at what they can be, or if they have any ideas they just want to pitch, or, you know, they have songs they want to add to this, uh, this L&D mixtape, I would be more than happy to, to, to take requests and add them to the list. Well, thank you so much, Adam. Really, really happy that you had us on the show. We'll have you back for sure. Daniel-san. Yes, Scott. Could you do us a solid and let our audience know how they can connect with us? Absolutely. 
All right, party people, if you haven't already, hit us up at nerds at thelearningnerds.com. Email us any questions you've got. Send us your song list. I'll try to come up with some in the meantime, so maybe next time we talk, I'll have some. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can find us at Learning Nerds. Our Instagram peeps can find us at Fab Learning Nerds. And lastly, if you want more information about us, the show, what we do, or any updates, you can find us at www.thelearningnerds.com. Scott. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate it. Folks, could you do me a favor? Hit that subscribe button. If you like what we're doing, please share it with your friends. Get them to listen. Have them subscribe as well. Or if you're brave, go ahead and leave leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd really love that. And hey, visit the website. It's really great. You want to do that as well. With that, my name's Scott. I'm Batman. Or Dan. I'm Abby. (laughs) I'm Adam. And fake the triangle. <laughs> and we're your fabulous learning nerds, and we are out. Autumn turns to winter, and then winter turns to spring. It's not just the season, you know, it goes for everything. It's even true for voices when boys begin to grow. You gotta take a lesson from Mother Nature, and if you do, you'll know. When it's time to change, then it's time to change. Don't bite the tide, come along for the ride.